Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, September 11th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Adelaide Jr. Joining me is Remedies, Sam Lake. Sam, how's it going? Going great. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, pleasure to have you. I got so many questions that I want to ask you, of course. Everybody should know who Sam Lake is because you've been at Remedy for a very long time. You've Very worked, long time. Worked but... on many franchises that people are familiar with. Max Payne. Max Payne. Uh, Alan Wake. Alan Wake. Want to break control and very soon the sequel to Alan Wake. Yeah. How how does it feel to be this close to it? Right? That game is coming out toward the end <laughs> of October. We're let's see, we're almost halfway through September. You got about a month left. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 always both thrilling and and nerve wracking. And and it's 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 fun to be at this stage to be able to talk about it and show it. Uh, it's been a long, long time coming. This one especially, yeah. been a long time coming. At the same time, it's always like, game is a huge thing, there are so many details in there, and it's always this kind of a mad scramble to the finish line. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I guess for, for you, right, like being at Remedy for so long, what has it been like seeing the growth of Remedy, right? Again, you talk about having that early start with Max Payne and that coming through and really defining, hey, this is what a third-person shooter can be on PS2, right? You guys had a very unique and distinct style with that one. But then over the years, we've seen you grow. You've, you've, you mentioned Alan Wake. You mentioned Quantum Break, right? And you've had the generation-to-generation -generation leap between all of your games. Now that we've been, what, over 20 years? How's that, how's, what's that like? 28, 28 years, years this August, uh, Remedy. And I, I've always all, almost been there from the beginning. Uh, so Death Rally really was the first one. Mm -hmm. And it was just uh, like 10-ish guys in a basement. Yeah. And, and uh, now we are now we are 400 or 400. over uh, and, and multiple game projects yeah. uh, what, what would you, making. What would you say is the biggest difference between working on an Alan Wake 2 in 2023 versus Max Payne back in the early 2000s? Well, it's, it's more of everything. Uh, games have certainly grown uh, in size and in complexity. Mm -hmm. uh, team size has grown. Uh, so there, there is a like, more complex thing going on. Uh, but of course, it's an opportunity as well. Like, like uh, games being so tied to technology and, and that going forward at a rapid pace always uh, new opportunities. Every every game project, we can make new things. Something that we or anyone has ever done before. Mm -hmm. It's it's always it's always this kind of uh, exciting exploration. Awesome. Well, two more things before we get started with the news. One, I got to compliment your outfit. 
You're looking very, you're maybe one of the best Thank dressed co-hosts we've had on this show thus far. Well, I, I, I was thinking that that's, that, that oh, yeah. goes. You got to come correct with, 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 with the, with the, the newscasting. News yes. If I got yeah. the memo, I would have dressed up too. I would have wore a tie too. This is very good. Uh, but then secondly, there's a question I like to ask uh, co-hosts when they come through and they guest on the show. What is your favorite game of all time? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm horrible with this question. <laughs> like I always is. I always struggle. I, I, I overthink it and I go back and like, like, What's your favorite yeah. movie? What's your favorite book? Like, I can never. Listen, if you say answer. if you say Alan Wake one, I won't. I won't judge. No, 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 no. <laughs> no that's you can't. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I love role playing games. Um, I, I love story experiences um, uh, overall. So, so it, it to me it goes to many, many big different role playing games through the years, and also then kind of like adventure games with. Story. So gotcha. Yeah, there is a long list. Like I, I can't put them in order. Like I'm, I'm envious of the modern trend of like ranked. Like, yeah. like all of these ranked. I'm all role like, playing like, games. Yeah. Number one, yeah. Witcher three. Yeah. Like all, all that stuff. Yeah. Have you gone to play any of the role playing games that have come out this year? It's no. been a big no. year for our No, community. I'm, I'm all work and no play at the oh, moment. Yeah. Like, like it's been pretty intense as it always. Seems. I imagine right like, now it's pretty hard to put 100 hours into Starfield. <laughs> yeah, that, that, <laughs> or Baldur's that, Gate that's 3. the thing. It's, it's a backlog waiting for me when, yeah. when we are done. Like, like Baldur's Gate especially, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to that. Is that, what that. is that what the turn is like after you put out a game? Like after Alan Wake 2, is it immediately, oh, now I get to boot up <laughs> my yes. PlayStation or my well, Xbox? Well, yeah, pretty much so. Yeah, like, like backlog of everything uh mm. like it just piles up and and yeah like, like it, it is very intense and focused and 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 kind of a ton of work and ton of decisions to be made it's 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 hard to kind of like for me decompressing after work if if there is any any time left it's 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 easier to watch a film it's easier mm. to watch a tv show um uh, Somehow, just like not being active, being passive in in that sense, because yeah, everything else takes a more kind of like it, ta it takes energy engagement. to play. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you gotta think, you gotta like, especially in RPGs, right? Where you have to have like yeah, short term but, and a long term plan of what I want this character to be, and start like investing in points and all that. But but really, like like D and D, in a big way, is the reason I'm here. Really, but like tabletop role playing games is kind of this route that that led me to uh writing for video do you have a go-to class uh yeah wizard M more, wizard? Okay. more, more okay. than anything yeah oh yeah. yeah awesome well do you i mean do you have a go-to game that you're gonna pick up as soon as you finish where you put out island wake 2 is there one it, that's it, on deck it's probably gonna be baldur's gate baldur's gate yeah you're gonna forward. love baldur's gate yeah you I'm love sure. D &D. I'm, you're gonna I'm, have a yeah, really yeah. good time I'm, with I'm, gate. I'm sure yeah awesome we'll see i'm i'm sure you're gonna talk about island wake 2 a lot in the next couple of months. I'm sure you've already <laughs> talked about it a whole lot. Yep. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about video game news because today's stories include Embracer possibly selling off Gearbox. Xbox announces a new credit card and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kinda Funny Games daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kinda Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, head to kindoffunny.com slash kfgd to write in with your questions, squad ups, and more 
And remember, patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content. Housekeeping for you. A new kind of funny X cast is up right now and it's our Forza Motorsport preview. Mike got to check it out uh, and he breaks down all of his thoughts over on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. And then today after KFGD, kind of munchies returns for a live special. Nick, Andy, Mike and Roger are on a quest to find the best French fry in all of fast food. Join them as they drive around the bay and decide once and for all which French fry reigns supreme. You can check that out on YouTube.com slash kind of funny or twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Brave Athos, uh, Jedi Master Deadpool, and Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Rocket Money and DraftKings Sportsbook, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have seven stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one. Embracer Group is considering selling Gearbox or report claims. This comes from Chris Skolian at Video Games Chronicle. Embracer Group is considering selling off Gearbox software according to a new report. Reuters, uh, via Market Screener, says the Swedish company is looking at options for the Borderlands studio and that a sale is one of those options. The publication cites, quote, three people familiar with the matter, end quote, speaking under anonymity, who also reiterated that a sale is only being considered at this stage and may not happen. Two of the sources claim that Embracer has received an interest from third parties uh, keen on buying the studio and is weighing up the possibility of selling it. Potential buyers, who reportedly mainly consist of international gaming groups, uh, already have access to Gearbox marketing materials, it is claimed. Embracer is in the process of restructuring after announcing in May that a major deal had fallen through unexpectedly at the last minute, causing it to slash its earning forecast uh, and resulting in a nosedive in shares by over 40%. Sam, this is one that we've been talking about for a while with Embracer Group in particular because they're a very unique and strange <laughs> publisher, right? Or I guess group when you talk about how when they first got onto the scene as THQ Nordic, they bought up all these studios and then you've seen them grow and grow and grow. And now we've seen a point to where that's ballooned up to now. We've seen Volition close down. We've seen different layoffs and, other, and, and um, quite a few of their studios. Them talking about how they had to restructure because of a deal that fell through. And now we're seeing potentially them having to sell off Gearbox. Mm. Have you been able to keep up with everything that's going on here? And do you have a, a, a read on the <laughs> Embracer situation? No. No? <laughs> not at all? <laughs> no, not, 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 not really. Like, like, but it's, 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 it's very clear, like, looking at the recent years like like how many studios being bought mm -hmm. and 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 all kinds of uh changes uh happening quite a bit so so kind of it it, it feels that there's been this scramble to kind of acquire quite a quite a bit of uh different studios and and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't work yeah uh, yeah so it's business is hard <laughs> yeah i mean that's a tough thing i guess when we talk about Remedy, mm. right? Like, are you able to bring me up to speed? Like, is Remedy owned by anybody? Do you guys operate independently? No, we we are a listed company th these days. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And so for Remedy, like, I guess for you, for what you've seen, how is it operating as a like as a business, right? Like, because one of the things we bring up when it, when we talk about Embracer is the fact that yeah, you have all these different organizations that you have to manage, right? You have so many different people that you have to account for. Yeah. And you know, business in a lot of instances, is not easy, especially when it is, all right, like, we're not making money on a lot of these projects that we expect to make money, yada, yada, yada. Like, with Remedy, I think the cool thing has been to see uh, 
you know, your studio will come through with a lot of unique projects and find success in a way where that doesn't always happen with games that are that unique or that different or have like a very specific vision that you go for, right? Like, is this a thing that, in what ways do you have to account for the business of Remedy? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's never easy and, and part of the growth, like it, it has made a lot of sense for us to remain independent mm -hmm. for us and, and kind of the process of being listed was, was one step uh, on that road uh, competition is pretty fierce with, with games and, and from our perspective we have always felt that uh, you know even 400 uh, we are still an underdog in a way yeah. we, if you think about AAA uh, and, and it, it feels important to have passion and unique vision to stand out uh, and, and, and do something that you believe in and is unique enough that that it, it differs from kind of the other games and and that's been kind of like the more recent years with control and now very much with with alan wake 2 uh creating uh a game that that looks like us that, that we feel really excited about yeah is there a balance between making something that feels like you, right? Making something that is, hey, this is a Sam Lake game. This is a Remedy game. Like this is, we're going into weird sci-fi or weird, like different kind of horror. Is there a balance between doing that and also making something that you want to have a wide audience show up and actually play and, um, you know, actually be a success? It's a balancing act always. Yeah. Like, like, you know, making sure that it's, approachable enough like, like now very much with alan wake 2 as an example it it there was a lot of thinking yes it's a sequel but the original game is 13 years old we can't expect our only audience to be the fans of the first game so so even with the sequel it needs to be approachable and 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 something that you can be excited about and approach even if you have not played any previous remedy game and 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 then finding that kind of a like you know in our case fbi agents come to investigate ritualistic serial mur murders in a small town so everybody knows that story everybody yeah. recognizes that everybody can get excited about that there are pretty crazy things waiting for you once you go in but the like entrance point should be something that resonates with a wider audience yeah for you as somebody who's been around in the industry for over 20 years, you know, I, I see a, a story like this, right? Embracer considering selling off yeah. Gearbox. For you, you know, from the Gearbox pers perspective, if you're somebody that works at Gearbox, what does this do for you? Like, would you, is this something that is on like an oh no situation or is this something that's a, all right, I guess we'll see. Like what, what for you, what would be the reaction of, hey, our, our parent company is trying to sell us off to a different thing. Is well, that ever good news for you? Well, like I, I would, I would hope that would be good news. Mm -hmm. Like clearly something hasn't been working. Yeah, you know, like and 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 a change is in order, you know, for whatever reason. Uh, it's it it's all, always also an opportunity, and 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 hopefully, like if it happens, they find a better home, uh, and 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 a place where where they can make their games uh, in a better way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's my one of my, ma my main things with this story. Yeah. Is the fact that when I look at Embracer, Embracer as a 
parent company doesn't inspire hope just because over the years we've seen them stumble when we've seen them put out games that are oh man these this they aren't helping these developers shine in the way that a lot of these devs deserve deserve to shine right and like you can go through the catalog and basically make that assessment assessment for a good percentage percentage of those games with where they're at and with um their latest financial call where they even talked about how all right we just got to double down on lord of the rings we got to exploit the lord of the rings franchise because that's what we got right like I don't necessarily want Gearbox to be under that. I don't necessarily want, like, some of my favorites still. I look at Crystal Dynamics as another one who, you know, they're in the Embracer group, and I look at them as such a talent, and I don't want that talent to be squandered, right? And, like, that's not to say that maybe the next Tomb Raider can't be uh, absolutely amazing under Embracer, right? But, like, I would love to see maybe that studio go somewhere else, right? Or maybe become an independent or maybe get bought by a PlayStation or somebody who might actually treat that studio with a bit more care and a bit more security. Uh, I, I would hope that that's where we, where we find Gearbox, right? I hope we, just, we don't see Gearbox end up getting sold to, like, you know, some other big money group, right? I don't want them to be sold to, to the Saudi, Saudi Arabia group that's buying up a lot of shares, right? I hope we see Gearbox, if, if they end up being sold, I hope we see them sold to a publisher that will treat them well or a parent company that will treat them well and actually understand the value of a Gearbox. Because Gearbox, when we talk about it, is a super valuable company when you talk about what yeah, Borderlands means to the yeah. space. Yeah. When you talk about even the games that Gearbox publishes, right? Like they're in publishing a lot as well. There's a lot there that um, you know I, that you do not want to see squandered as a company. Sure. Uh, but even from Embracer perspective, like restructuring, hopefully it leads them to a better place, so that the companies that the studios that remain will get a better opportunity. Like, yep, one thousand percent. Yeah. Story number two, speaking of Embracer, as another report, Embracer layoffs impact staff at MX versus ATV developer Rainbow Studios. This is Chris Kerr at Game Developer. Embracer Group's ongoing restructuring efforts have seemingly resulted in layoffs at MX versus ATV Legends developer Rainbow Studios. LinkedIn posts from multiple former Rainbow employees uh, indicate uh, that the Phoenix-based studio has been downsized as Embracer attempts to steady the ship after declaring its M&A era is officially over. Back in June, the free-spending Swedish conglomerate announced it would be making an unknown number of layoffs, shuttering studios, and scrapping a number of projects in order to become a highly cash-flowing uh, generative business. It seems a number of Rainbow Studios employees across a variety of disciplines have been impacted by that decision. Writing on LinkedIn, former Rainbow QA analyst Austin Harrington said the studio has been affected by the Embracer Group restructuring, uh, resulting in them being laid off. Sam, did you ever play the MX versus ATV games back in the day? I I I didn't. No, no. It's it, it's a series that like I totally forgot was even around. Because during the PS2 era, I played so many of the MX versus ATV games. Like they were a blast, but they're definitely like of an era. Like I had them on demo discs, or I would go to a friend's house and they happened to have the game, and we would play around and like do like they had like a lot of open area challenges and stuff and it was such a good time but that's one where it's like if you'd ask me is mx versus atv or if atv was still around i'd be like oh maybe yeah, maybe yeah. possibly but either way it sucks to hear right it's like, it always sucks to hear about layoffs. yeah I, and and like of course hopefully uh talented people there will find a new place to kind of put their creative efforts in yeah so yeah have you been able to get a read on what the video game industry looks like in terms of job availability. You know, we talk about the tech space a lot, and when you look around the tech, we're seeing a lot of layoffs happen in tech, right? We're seeing a lot of people struggle to find jobs in tech as the industry shifts and changes. Yeah. Is there a similar thing going on in video games? I I think there is always change happening. That that's 
<laughs> that's one constant through all, all of the years. Like, like it's never been, the situation keeps changing. Uh, but it's kind of a, up and you know, up yeah. and down. Uh, and and uh, I would imagine, like, just thinking about Remedy alone, how many open positions we have, how much, like, you know, talented people uh, are are needed and valued for growing number of game projects mm. that there would be opportunities around. Yeah. Yeah. For you as somebody who's high up in a studio, do you have any advice? Because I'm sure, like, I know plenty of... Plenty of people listen to the show, right? A lot of uh, there's a good handful that I know work in development or want to work in development. Do you have any advice for somebody who might be looking for jobs in the game space? Like, what is what are some things that help somebody stand out there? Is there, there's somebody that what they, that were working at Rainbow Studio or they were working at MX versus ATV and they want to look for that next gig? What would be the best advice for them? Well, I like first of all, I I I would uh, send applications to like out there, like. Uh, be active, and even if the exact position isn't listed or available, I would still reach out mm. uh, if there is a studio that that you are interested in and and want to work in. Uh, yeah, like like it, it, you never know. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, somebody in chat mentioned like a portfolio. Right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. from what I hear, right, that helps out a lot. If you have a, a thing that you can. Yeah, of course. Immediately. Yes. Yeah. 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 Our next news story. Story number three. We got some new Spider-Man 2 screenshots which show off Times Square in Brooklyn. This is Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. Three new Spider-Man 2 screenshots have been published showing off several locations players will get to visit in the upcoming sequel. The screenshots below were released as part of a New York Times feature focused on the game's recreation of New York City. They show off Times Square plus Coney Island and the Grand Army Plaza Arch in Brooklyn. Quote, We've added Queens in Brooklyn this time. So roughly speaking, the map size is about two times larger than the previous titles. <laughs> Insomniac Games creative director Brian Intahar recently told Famitsu, quote, since these two areas are somewhat smaller and re residential, I think you'll find them different from Manhattan. We've prepared some unexpected situations we haven't done before, like a battle on the river between the two cities. So I hope you'll look forward to them. And whoa, are you a Spider-Man fan at all? I am. Yeah. And Insomniac in 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 general i like they they do incredible games uh yeah like and 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 just looking at these shots like they look to, incredible to, yeah yeah and 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 kind of just the fantasy of being spider-man and and zipping around <laughs> uh the 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 feel in the first game was already incredible so yeah when you hear um, the map size is about two times larger than the previous <laughs> uh, titles, does that stress you out? <laughs> yeah, just a bit. Uh, I mean, it's great, but but uh, yeah, Lo a lot of hours, <laughs> which is wonderful. Of co uh, of course, that's that's the way to go. Um, yeah, yeah, very, very impressive. Uh, I cannot wait for this. You know, you look yep. at these screenshots, and yep. it's that fun reminder of, oh yeah, we're getting a, a Spider-Man, a new Spider-Man game on PS5. I know Miles Morales is on PS5, but the fact that yep. now we're getting more map, now we're getting that one to two jump, right, which ha that comes with expectation. Yeah, it's very exciting. Yep. Um, and so far, everything they've shown looks excellent. Yeah, I and love I love the fact that that also yeah, we're getting more more map area, which is always the question of how do you make this feel. Not like I'm retreading the same stuff sure. I did in the first game, which you know I love that answer. They're adding in more more of the neighborhoods or more of the bor boroughs in New York. Yeah, and 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 just like they're doing just the right thing. Like like already the first game, bar was high, 
uh, Miles Mor Morales for sure, uh, and, and building on that foundation and just pushing it further because it was a huge success, like, of course. Heck yeah. yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, well, you got to make a success. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Over on Patreon.com slash kind of funny. You can go there. You can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps lower your bills all in one place. And it has surprised multiple people uh, at Kind of Funny, multiples my friends at how many subscriptions they have that they forgot about and are still paying for. It's so easy to cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money, it does all the work for you. Rocket Money can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money will take care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and helps lower your bills all in one place. Stop wasting money on things that you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. That's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. This episode's brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. You can get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code KINDAFUNNY to to sign up new customers can bet just five dollars and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings sportsbook with code kind of funny the crown is yours if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in new york call 1-877-8-HOPENY or text hopeny 467-369 in connecticut help is available for problem gambling you can call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of boot hill casino and resort ks 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario ctkng.co slash football for eligibility bonus bets expire seven days after issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply if you're an athlete you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down after all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. And we're back. And Sam, you came on a slower news day. And so we got time <laughs> to kick back in, in, in chat. So I want to chat with you about Max Payne. I want to chat with you actually about Remedy's catalog as a whole. Because I'm being honest with you, I've only played Max Payne 1. Yep. And I played Control. Those are my two Remedy games okay. that, I, yep. that I've played. And so I got two, two separate questions. Firstly, Island Wake 2. Am I good to jump in if I've not played Island Wake 1? Yeah, for sure. 
yeah, that, 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 that's very much our goal. Uh, we, with Control, we established Remedy Connected Universe, mm -hmm. and, and Control and Alan Wake both exist in the same, same world. Uh, is Ma does Max Payne exist in that world? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Ma Max Payne is with, in, a, in a really good home with Rockstar. Gotcha. Um, yeah. That makes sense. And, and, uh, but yeah, like, like they are connected, and, and for fans of either Control or the first Alan Wake, there is a ton of stuff that they can discover, uh, exploring, and, and kind of threads that they can pick up. Mm -hmm. but, but very much kind of a key philosophy for creating Alan Wake 2 was that it also needs to be approachable so for somebody who has never played a Remedy game, never played Alan Wake, never played Control. Uh, and, and a big reason, like, that's the big reason why we have two playable characters. Well, like, it's a split. 50-50, we have a new hero character, FBI agent Saga Anderson, who comes into this setting. Mm. She has no background on supernatural horror of any kind. So for incoming players, like you are with Saga, and as she starts to discover these things, you are learning about these Saga things. Saga is such well. a cool name, by the way. Thank you. Kudos to <laughs> whoever named her. Was that you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... Uh, they're, they're like naming, naming is really, really important. Yeah. And, and often we have kind of very specific reasons for naming characters the way, way we do. A lot of thinking goes into it. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously Saga refers to a story uh, and, and in, a, in a kind of a game where we are dealing with stories in, in general, it's, it's kind of like, yeah. Yeah, there are I reasons. That. I also yeah. love, like, I, I love the amount of thought that goes into Saga as a character name, but then you look back at PS2 and it's like, all right, Max Payne is very on the nose. Uh, that <laughs> is you true. you gotta love it, though. But, but, but that is true. And, and, and back then, like, it started out from thinking about, and, and this is back, back when we were collaborating with 3D Realms, um, way back when, and, and there was a lot of thinking, which, which kind of links to Spider-Man as well. Yeah. Uh, like comic books, you are used to, they are being named with the character that, that you, and, and, and that was a lot of that mm. thinking that, well, we have a hero character like this, or anti-hero, like however you want with Max Payne, and, and, and what would be the name of the character that can also be the name of the game. And, and so mm. that is kind of a... Uh, certain kind of a specific approach for it uh, that goes on to Alan Wake. And then we've kind of like, because we, we have bigger and bigger uh, ensemble casts in these that, that led to Quantum Break being not named by mm -hmm. the main character because there are the key characters in it as well. And Control for us was much more about Federal Bureau of Control that the whole kind of like of agency. Yeah, um, agency uh, is a character itself. Yeah, sure. And, and that's why the name is what it is. Gotcha. All right, that's really cool. I really like that. My other question is, again, for me, is I've only played a couple of Remedy games. One, do you have a favorite game from Remedy? <laughs> and then also, uh, again, is, <laughs> if, I had, if you had to recommend, let's say, one or two for me to go back to, right? what, what Remedy games for me are worth playing in 2023? I, like, like we, we have a remastered version of the original Alan Wake out. Mm -hmm. uh, and and like I I kind of feel that that you know as said you don't need to have played that 
to jump into Alan Wake 2 or need to have played Control, but I'm, I'm, I am hoping that like we have some players who dive in cold to Alan Wake 2, yeah. play true, get excited about our way of storytelling and, and our, our world, and then can go back and check out the earlier games as well. Gotcha. Yeah, that's what I'm excited for. Yeah, because I'm somebody who I really, really dug uh, control, and I dug it for that method of storytelling, and I dug it for the world and all that stuff. And seeing the Alan Wake Two trailer, I forget exactly what showcase it was at. It was at a recent one, so maybe it was some sure. game fest. Um, but saw that trailer, and it felt like this mixture of like sort of the energy and vibes from Control mixed with like things I like about Resident Evil. Yep. And I'm like, okay, well, that right there is a game for me because I really like both those things. And so, yeah, I'm very excited to check out Alan Wake Two. We'll see if it makes me want to go back and play Alan yeah. Wake 1. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And and they are slightly different games. Like Alan Wake 1 was very much an action adventure with some horror elements in it. Yeah. Whereas now we are kind of like diving deep yeah, into survival horror. Yeah. How do you how do you feel? And now I'm like, I still want to hear about what your favorite remedy game is. But since I have this question on my mind, how do you feel about the amount of survival horror we've gotten recently? Right. In the last year, We've gotten Callisto, yep. Dead Space, yeah, yeah. Resident Evil 4, a new Silent Hill got announced, right? Multiple new Silent Hills got announced. Sure, yes. We've gotten so much survival horror. Is that something that's exciting for you? Do you feel like right now we're in this moment of people being excited for, for survival horror? Yeah, I, th I think horror in general, not, not even just in video games, but horror overall, like, like film and TV and, and, and all of that is really kind of having this, you know, golden time uh, in a sense that it used to be a very kind of niche in, in some ways. Yeah. And, and now there is a much wider audience that is excited about horror in is general. There, is, is competition ever come to mind? Like, is, it, is there ever a thought of, oh, I mean, no, too many, <laughs> too many horror games are coming out now? Yeah, okay, well, too many games coming out in October. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, uh, yeah uh, competition is always a thing. But mm -hmm. like it's 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 always there, and and there is no way uh, out of it. I I I feel it's it it's always uh, also healthy. I I feel that there is competition mm -hmm. because it makes you strive and 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 do your best. Um, yeah, I'm 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 just excited as a fan of horror in general to see a lot of cool horror come out and 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 already with the original Alan Wake, we were kind of coming out of Max Payne. Yeah. So, so action ad, uh, uh, adventure made sense to us, like as as a game mechanic wise. But there was a lot more horror already, and kind of drawing inspiration from Stephen King's works and David Lynch and Twin Peaks and 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 uh, all of that. And all, all of that is still there for 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 the sequel, but plenty more um, yeah. uh, inspiration from kind of more modern horror uh, in in a way. So going back to the question, you've had time to think now. What's your favorite remedy game? I, uh, yeah, it's 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 really hard to answer. I like I I do a lot. I, I am very proud of all of them. Yeah, I, I as you love, be. Yeah, because like a long time spent on each and every one, uh, creating it. Alan Wake does have a special place in my mind. Uh, it it was a hard project uh, way back when. Like, like Max Payne ended up being a huge success. And, and, and then we needed to figure out something new to do mm. uh, after the, you know, uh, uh, Max Payne 2 
and and it ended up being this struggle of the second album yeah. <laughs> like a lot of success now we can do anything yeah. and then it suddenly actually ends up being really really difficult to figure out what to do um but but like being able to pour in the supernatural elements in it which i love uh and and a story about a writer like yeah. my background being a writer a lot of that kind of meta layer thinking on on you know a creative process as as this kind of a foundation for a thriller plot mm -hmm. uh, felt felt really special and exciting. So, so yeah, I, I'll say Alan Wake. Alan Wake, okay, yeah. awesome. Well, that's very exciting. You might have just sold me on going back to play, playing Alan Wake. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, let's move on to story number four. Xbox gets a credit card. This is Tom Warren at The Verge. Microsoft is launching an Xbox credit card later this month that will be available exclusively to Xbox testers in the U.S., the Xbox MasterCard is a no annual fee credit card issued by Barclays and purchases made using the card will generate points that can be redeemed on Xbox games and add-ons. Quote, with the Xbox MasterCard credit card, players can earn, car, uh, earn card points with everyday purchases to redeem on games and add-ons at Xbox.com, explains Dave McCarthy, CVP of Xbox Player Services. Quote, the Xbox MasterCard will be available exclu exclusively to Xbox insiders uh, in the 50 United States beginning on September 21st with availability to all Xbox players in the in the 50 United States coming in 2024. Now, I, I cut the article off there. I want to read more of the article to get people more, more details. So it continues. The Xbox MasterCard isn't linked to Microsoft Rewards, so it's a separate pot of points that can be earned through purchases with the, with, uh, the card. Every $1 spent generates one card point. And 1,500 card points are enough to claim a $15 gift card that's redeemable at Microsoft's online Xbox store. Xbox MasterCard owners will also be able to earn five points for every $1 spent on eligible products from the online Microsoft store, three points for every $1 spent on streaming services like Netflix and Disney+, and three points for every $1 spent on delivery services like Grubhub and DoorDash. That's a way to live right there. Uh, APR rates <laughs> range from 20.99% uh, to 31.99% based on credit. The full, full term and conditions for the Xbox MasterCard are available online. This is interesting, Sam. Probably not a bad idea as Xbox slash Microsoft no, may, put out a credit card. Makes total sense to me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that spend a lot of money yeah. uh, playing video games. If you're... And <laughs> through honestly, through the things they list here, right? Hey, if you're doing uh, DoorDash and Grubhub, and also if you want to spend money on Hulu and Netflix, boy, do we got a credit card for you, right? That plus sure. video games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It all adds up. I don't know if it's the best deal, right? When I look at the uh, APR, and Kevin, you seem like somebody that would know APR <laughs> stuff. That's, that's a bit high. That's what I thought. Twenty-one percent right? being the lowest end. That that's even if you have great credit, seems a little high. I mean, obviously, that 31% is scary, but... Uh, 31% very scary. Yeah. But, you, like, yeah, the... It mean, it's interesting that there isn't, like, a lower option if you've got great credit, but, you know, that oh, happens. Yeah. That's a good call. Yeah, I, I mean, like... I, it, but this still strikes me as something where if you're somebody who plays a lot of Xbox and, like, you're spending a lot of money on it anyway, well, one, you should have Xbox Game yeah. Pass, which... If you're doing this, Xbox Game Pass pretty much pays for itself, right? If you're, pay if you're, let's say you have Game Pass Ultimate. Now I'm just doing math for you. Put up the, um, the disclaimer that like this isn't real financial advice. But if you're spending fifteen hundred dollars a month, and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate costs fifteen dollars a month, then theoretically your Xbox Game Pass is paying for itself because you're getting a dollar back with which uh, with I think every with every hundred points. 
That might be bad math. Kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, but you might make up the money on Xbox Game Pass. That said, I don't know if I would recommend buying a credit card just for Xbox Game Pass. That might be too much. There you go. You have an option. And also, uh, the cards don't look that bad. I kind of like how they look. Uh, Kevin, are you able to bring them back up? Because they all just got like the Xbox logo there. And that's like, I don't know, that's kind of neat. Having your wallet. Next news story, story number five, Horizon Forbidden West Complete Edition has been spotted on ratings board. Uh, this is Jordan Midler at Video Games Chronicle. An announcement for a complete edition of Horizon Forbidden West may be imminent, as a listing for the game has been spotted on a ratings board. The listing, which is still currently live on the Singapore ratings board, the IMDA, lists the game as Horizon Forbidden West Complete Edition. Quote, Horizon Forbidden West Complete Edition is a compilation containing the original adventure, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, and Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores expansion, uh, reads the classification. Cool. Control had like a complete edition, right? Like that's, yep. that's yeah, like yeah. such a standard thing to do. Yeah, it and 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 makes sense. Like like you you put out the DLCs and and then compile it. Like like for 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 people who have been really really busy building a backlog of games and 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 coming in late like somebody like <laughs> I I can I can go straight to complete edition. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is Horizon yeah. is that your kind of game? Uh it, it is gorgeous and and like obviously has a narrative, a strong yeah. narrative thread there. So for sure, yes. Heck yeah! yeah. Are you somebody? Is this appeal to you? Are you, gonna, are you? Do you plan to check out the complete edition? Yeah, I will. Yeah. Oh, awesome! Yeah, Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, and hopefully this is a sign for PC because kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. Let us know chat. But Horizon Rin West isn't on PC yet, and so if they're packaging it as a complete edition on PS5, then. That could be a smart way to put out a PC version with the DLC, but I digress. Story number six, Nintendo is ending Mario Kart Tour content add-ons. This is Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Nintendo will no longer release new content for mobile game Mario Kart Tour starting October 4th. As shared by Reset Era user Poultrygust, Nintendo quietly announced that the end of new content, um, or quietly announced the, the end of new content in an in-game update after a list of upcoming tours. Quote, from, software, or from October 4th on, uh, tours will consist of content from tours uh, that have appeared before, the post reads. No new courses, drivers, carts, or gliders will be added following the battle tour starting October 4th. We hope you continue to enjoy playing Mario Kart Tour, end quote. Nintendo therefore made clear this isn't the end of Mario Kart Tour, as it will continue to support the game with tour events going forward and won't shut down servers. All incoming content will have been available in the game previously, however, meaning there won't be anything new for players to experience or collect. Mario Kart Tour launched in 2019, but seemingly failed to make waves as Nintendo was reportedly underwhelmed by its mobile game ventures that included Super Mario Run and Animal Crossing Pocket Camp alongside Mario Kart Tour. Are you a mobile game person? Do you ever check out games on your phone? Quite rarely. Uh, yeah, like, like more on console. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that for me that was the problem with Mario Kart Tour, right? Is the is the thing of I feel like so much so, so much of the fan base of a Mario Kart doesn't necessarily want to pick up their phone and play mm. the same game on their phone. Yeah, a lot like and they could just play Mario Kart on, Switch. on the Switch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think it was a neat idea, and they had cool things with it, right? Like all the stages being inspired by real world locations. Mm -hmm. You know, I I thought all those were really neat. I love the fact that they port over those levels to Mario Kart uh, Eight Deluxe as DLC, so I can actually play those levels and enjoy those levels. Um, but yeah, like I, I know this is probably sad for the people that were playing Mario Kart yeah, Tour. Yeah. 
but also makes sense as to why Nintendo might sunset it if it's not seeing the amount of success as they'd want a mobile Mario Kart game to see. Our final news story, story number seven, PS Plus extra games for September have leaked. This is Wesley Yinpool at IGN. A list of six PlayStation Plus extra games due out in September has hit the internet. The ever-reliable Beal Bill Coon of Deal Labs revealed September's selection of PS Plus extra games. They are Near Replicant for PS4, Star Ocean The Divine Force for PS5 and PS4, 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim for PS4, Sid Meier's Civilization VI for PS4, uh, Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts 2, and then Unpacking for PS5 and PS4. The six games reportedly go live September 19th as the first batch following Sony's PS Plus price hike. Earlier this month, Sony raised the price of all of its PS Plus 12-month subscriptions globally across all tiers. It's a pretty good handful of games right there yeah, for yeah, PlayStation yeah. Plus Extra. For, do any of those uh, stick out to you? Well, near uh, games, I, I, I do like a lot. Uh, oh, yeah. The whole uh, new yeah, game plus yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is, is very, very cool design, I feel. Did yeah. you get around to playing near Replicant? Uh, no, not not that one. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, this one where I so I'm somebody who I played Near Automata first. Yes, likewise. Yeah, yes. and yeah. I fell in love with Near Automata. Yeah. Near Replicant, you know, like I picked it up not thinking that it was going to hit that level of, for me, and it I think it did, right? Like Near, cool. they're yep. different, right? But Near Near Replicant, I would say, makes you feel similar feelings of like, wow, this is a really well crafted narrative, and yeah, once you get into the multiple playthroughs, right, the yeah. things they do with it, I think is really special. Yeah, 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 and so. That's one I'd say is worth checking out. Um, I'd recommend 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim. That's another one where you want to talk about a crazy narrative that deals with weird time stuff, that deals with different timelines. Um, that's a really, really good story game. And then I know everybody loves Civilization VI. I didn't know it was on PlayStation, though. I thought that would have been just a purely PC joint. And so that's probably a good one for you. And then also Unpacking. I've heard so much love for Unpacking. It's a pretty good month. Uh, Sam? I'm excited to get around to maybe playing an unpacking, maybe playing at Civilization Six, but me picking up those games is just so far away. If I wanted to know what's coming out to mom grab shops today, where would I look? Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, oh, you know, uh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> I prepped you for this, Sam. Yes, I prepped I, you for this. I can do this. You got this. I believe uh. in you. The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Great job. Nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. <laughs> out today. We got nothing. There's nothing out today. We do have some new dates for you. SpongeBob SquarePants The Cosmic Shake uh, is coming to Xbox Series X and S and PS5 on October 16th. Bang on Balls Chronicles. Uh, Kevin, I'm going to need some gameplay for Bang on Balls Chronicles. That launches October 5th on Xbox One, PS4, Switch, and PC. Uh, Gnosia is coming to Xbox One and Xbox Series X and S, the Windows Store, and PS4 and PS5 on December 14th. Forza Horizon 5 Event Lab 2.0 launches as a free update on September 12th. And then Hidden Through Time 2 Myths in Magic sets release date for October 5th on PC. We got no deals of the day for you, but we do have some reader mail. Of course, you can write in to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD with your questions, squad ups, and more. But before we get there, Kevin was just showing, showing gameplay of Bang on Balls Chronicle. And this game actually looks pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I'll play this. You're playing as a little, little ball guy. <laughs> and it looks to be like a 3D action platformer. 
don't know. This looks pretty good. Does it do anything for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it, it looks kind of neat. It's like a cute art style. <laughs> Dang, dude. All right, I'm all about it. You notice all the balls have flags, or a lot of them have like flags or sigils on them. Yeah. That, interesting. They can rep your territory while playing as these yeah, balls. Yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, Wolfgang writes in to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD, just like you can. It says, hi, all. Long time, second time. Can, uh, can too many games be bad? It feels like this year has been nonstop, not just for video game releases, but hyped and must play video games. Can we reach a point where it is too much? What is it like for you guys and other reviewers to have to play so many games? Uh, Sam, of course, you got a game coming out this fall, a game coming out in October, maybe the most jam-packed month for video games this year, if not maybe of all time. Yeah, we, we were looking at the, like, like we were originally saying 17th, uh, yeah. and, and we were looking at the, <laughs> how many absolutely fantastic of, <laughs> uh, games. And, and then we out. went like, we'll just push like, like 10 days further to, yeah. to, to create how some How tough room. was that decision? Yeah, so it's, it, it, it's never easy because it's, it's connected to many things, of course, and, 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 and a lot of um, work goes uh, into figuring these out. But in the end, it was an easy decision. Like, yeah. like we, we, we don't, we don't yeah. need Do we to need come. Like, like we, 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 we can take a couple of steps <laughs> forward and, and, and find a spot. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess for you, right, like what is, is, it, is it ever a bad thing to have this many video games out in a year? Right, have this jam-packed of a year. Does it ever negatively affect, I guess, the industry, certain games? Like, what is the balance there to make sure that everything's healthy? Yeah, I mean, it's been an incredible year for games. Yeah, uh, for sure. And 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 that all in all, I like great games coming out. That's not a bad thing. Uh, of course, there is a lot of competition, and and uh, you would hope everybody making a great game would get the success they deserve. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that there is a breaking point, that, that it's just too much, and, and then people are needing to make some choices on, yeah. like, even if they want to play everything, they, they don't have time or they don't have money to put into so many games. So, yeah. yeah. For me, right, so the, to the question of um, what is it like for you guys and other reviewers to have to have so many games to play, I mean, it really is just like picking and choosing your battles, you know, like coming into this season. I've gotten to play um, uh, Armored Core 6. I've gotten to play Starfield. I got to play some of Baldur's Gate 3, right, but I had to interrupt that playthrough to play these other games that I'm reviewing, right? And even for me, like, I wanted to go back and maybe try to finish a new game plus yep. few of uh, Starfield, but, like, another game <laughs> came through that I had to pick up, right? And, like, now I've finished that game, and I'm, like, waiting for another game to hit at any moment that I got to pick up and play and review. Um, and it's busy. I think the nice thing about kind of funny is that we have multiple people that will tackle different things. Yeah. And so, you know, at one point, me and Greg looked at each other and went, all right, I'll do Armor Core 6. Greg will start a playthrough of Sea of Stars and we'll divide and conquer that way. Uh, you look at Mike and it's like, all right, Mike, like what game fits uh, you being a review for? Or like what game uh, fits, uh, or who do we give Starfield to, right? And we have right. to look toward Paris, right? Somebody who is passionate about that kind of game and somebody who fits the mold of uh, somebody who should review that kind of game. Uh, yeah, like we have to pick our battles and go who yeah, fits what and like how do yeah. we divide and conquer. And I think the same goes for a lot of outlets. I know also plenty of other outlets that are solo reviewers that guess what? They're not reviewing everything because that is impossible. Yeah. Um, you know, like especially at a time right now where not only is it a lot of games, it's a lot of long 
meaty games. <laughs> like, very Fallout long. Fallout 3 can run you 100 <laughs> hours. Armored Core 6, like, that ran me uh, 16 to 20 hours. I forget where I landed, Wait. but, like, somewhere around that. Probably, like, 20 hours in my first playthrough. And, like, that's a game that kind of wants you to play it multiple times. And so I got two yeah. playthroughs out of it, right? Be Starfield was 40 hours for me. Being a completionist and, and wanting to see, let, let's say, story to the end. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It's, it's, it's a whole thing. For, uh, for you with, with uh, developing a story nar narrative game, something like Alan Wake 2, yeah. what is the balance for length? Like in terms of this game is going to be a 10 hour or 20 hour or 30 hour type game. Do you think about the bandwidth that players have or like what, what factors into I, how long a game is going to be? I, I think that with Remedy games, like if, if, if we go back through the whole history, uh, being very story-focused, our games have traditionally been quite short, uh, like 10 hours uh, or so. And, and we have always internally felt that we, we, we need to find ways to do longer games mm. uh, because it's just like, like people are looking at it from value or money perspective as well to get enough. So, so Control certainly was our longest game to date. Yeah. And Alan Wake 2 is going to be longer than that. Wow. 20 plus uh, wow. hours. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Dang. Okay. So, like, is that, is, how do you see, is that like a metric you see, right? Of players spending money on more long. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's one important part of it. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. That's one, that's one of the things that I've always wondered about of like, you know, because we say, we say, say this all the time of, yeah, like you see companies advertising the fact that their game is, is so long, right? Like, yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, Dying Light 2 coming out last year, they had a post that was, hey, you can spend 70, 100 hours. In you, you can move into this world and yeah. never leave. And th yeah. that got a lot of backlash because, like, I think a lot of people on the media side of the industry were like, that's not a selling point for me. Like, <laughs> no, I want to come in and get in and get out, right? Because I have so many games to play. But when you're talking to an audience that isn't playing every single game of the year, right? Yeah. Like, there's so much, so many people in the gaming audience that will play a couple of games in a year, right? Not everybody sure. is keeping yes. up with all the major yeah. releases. And if that's the case, yeah, like if the one game I'm going to play this year is Starfield, I'm going to play 100 hours of Starfield, yeah. right? Yeah, or I'm going to be sure. down to, yeah. I want to spend money on something that's that I'm going to see my dollars worth out of. And so it makes sense, right? And it's also different strokes for different folks. I'm somebody who right now I'm at a place where I'd be down for shorter video games. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, me too. Me I too. I like well, so. just, just struggling with finding time and you know being interested in in a story wanting to see it true uh yeah. so so it it can even be daunting at times to you know start playing uh, a game that you know is is really really long yeah and uh, another thing to wolfgang's question here is for me personally as somebody who reviews vi video games on the internet i am blessed to be working at kind of funny as a place that pretty much lets me say no <laughs> to things right like i don't i didn't have to I, I didn't have to review starfield if i didn't want to review starfield right i didn't have to review armored core 6 if i didn't want to review, review armored core 6 i was very interested in armored yeah. core 6 right yeah. i was looking forward to starfield these are games that i am excited to play and excited to check out and i feel like people would be interested in my views or opinion on on this thing which is why i choose to want to review these things but if i'm ever overwhelmed like there are plenty of games that i've said that i've been like all right no i just don't have time sea of stars being one 
if nothing else is coming out and Sea of Stars was coming out, I for sure would have been uh, reviewing Sea of Stars, right? I would have taken that on. Um, there are games that are coming out this month where I have to like pick and choose and even games <laughs> I'm looking forward to. Um, that's just re the reality of it. So for me, it is a lot of saying no and a lot of going, I don't have time for this thing. Even, yeah. even though I want to play this thing, there's just too many games. Somebody else will take care of the review. Uh, Sam? Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where the audience writes in and lets us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong, so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Now here's the thing, right? I'm seeing nothing here in your wrong. I'm going to refresh one time, make sure it's not... Uh, yeah, it looks like we got nothing wrong. Perfect. It's yes. a perfect game. This rarely happens, Sam. But, I mean, it's me and you. We're both professionals. <laughs> <laughs> At least I, 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 I stumbled with, with, with my part, but put it right no, in the you, end. You did great. You did great. Yep. You did great. This week's host for Kind of Funny Games Daily go like this. Tomorrow, it is me and the one and only Janet Garcia. Wednesday, it is me and Andy. Thursday, it is me and Tim. And on Friday, it is Tim and myself. Uh, if you're watching this live, after the KFGD post show, the, group, the crew takes Kind of Munchies on the road for an episode you do not want to miss uh of course this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday live right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about sam thank you so much for joining me on this episode this has been thank excellent you. yeah you thank it. you very much can't wait for alan wake too and i'm not gonna let you go all, i, I all can't the way wait for it either yeah <laughs> of course you're, you're like i need to get this out the door <laughs> we're almost there uh i'm not gonna let go of you yet because of course we have a kfg post show for 30 minutes we're gonna answer audience for sure. questions yeah but until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you this is where we shake hands and now it's time for the post show mike How's it going? What's this? Is this Alan Wake? What's this? Good morning, everyone. Yeah, I have a very special gift that just arrived <clears throat> right in time for our oh. guests to be here. Maybe you know a little bit about this, Sam. Maybe I, I do. <laughs> Maybe I do. Me and uh, Bless will probably unbox it right here live with you, and we'll for get sure. to talk about it. I think it'll be yeah. cool. I mean, Let's I take a look. I was going to say, like, uh, so, is this a water bottle? So, uh, going back to oh, the original Alan Wake, uh, there was a collectible. Uh, in Alan Wake uh, 1, uh, which was uh, a coffee thermos. Well, mm -hmm. a, a hundred of them, really. Uh, uh, all, all around the game world, in the, in the forest, you would be finding coffee thermoses. And, and, uh, and we got some complaints that, that this does mean nothing. I, 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 I want to complete the game, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking for these coffee thermoses, and what's the point? Uh, so we took that feedback to heart, and, and now, and obviously a lot of people were collecting a lot of these. Uh, so in Alan Wake 2, coffee thermoses are really, really important because they are your save item. In, um. in, in what we call break rooms, you go in, find the coffee thermos, and you save the game in a, in a true survival horror okay, okay. fashion. Uh, but we didn't quite need as many as people collected, <laughs> so we had some left over. Uh. Uh, yeah, this is a really cool collaboration with Iram, which is a Finnish uh, coffee thermos uh, company. Long, long history. I want to say, like, 100 years, but that's probably an exaggeration, but the long, long history. 
and and we are lucky enough to be the first brand collaboration they have ever wow. done. Wow, get out That's of town. Awesome. So, so our small town of Fright Falls has Odia Diner, and, and Odia Diner di uh, uh, thermoses are now actually available awesome. uh, for you to buy. Yeah, we have a, a note right here that says, at long last, the Oh Dear Diner thermos is finally here. Much like Alan Wake 2, this artifact was a labor of love. We spent 18 months collaborating with our friends at Irem, the respected Finnish manufacturer, to bring this beautifully crafted thermos to life. It is completely true to the bottle found in the game, and we are excited to share it with you today. The intention was to present it to you at Summer Cable Game Fest Play Days. However, they spent a few months uh, in a custom warehouse in Los Angeles. <laughs> Truly a dark place. That's a great note to put in there. I love that. Uh, that's, I mean, that's literally just the reality of the industry. <laughs> Things always shift and change. Uh, now that this thermos is in your hands, we hope you enjoy it as much as we do. And that you shout, oh dear, after every sip. Please enjoy responsibly. And that's from Epic and Remedy. Uh, it looks like oh, Irem is uh, 102 years old. Wow. Uh, yeah, you were, I you wasn't were exaggerating. Under, yeah. I was actually downplaying. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, congratulations on this. <laughs> and congratulations to that partnership. That's got to be pretty special for you. Yeah, it's, it's very cool. Like, like in Finland, like everybody has grown up having the classic Irem thermos uh at home or a couple of them and this is that model but but just kind of like with them with a new look what kind of feedback did you give them while you were making this did you have any feedback that you wanted improved upon or changed? no like the design was pretty clear uh from 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 the beginning so very happy about that that's awesome that's congratulations yeah awesome to have it in the office and of course welcome in kind of funny best friends it's your guy mike joining you for the kind of funny games daily post show with your two incredible kind of funny games daily show hosts of course i have sam lake here and i have blessing out of Oye jr and we're going to answer your burning questions of course if you're watching live over on youtube and or twitch you can get involved right now via the hype chats and or super chats function if you want to ask sam a question about anything and maybe his career or just in gaming in general or if you want to dive a little bit deeper in today's news stories, please feel free to write in right now. Of course, Sam, we have some questions coming in already for you. Danny Excellent. in the middle writes in and says, Mr. Lake, what a pleasure. Max Payne was a very formative game from my childhood, and I love the feel of a Remedy game. With that pushed-in camera, will AW2 gameplay still have that Remedy feel? Thank you. Yeah, it's it's it's... It's very, very flattering always, people, people remembering the original Max Payne. Like, but maybe a concerning number of those uh, are, are saying, in my childhood. Formative childhood and, and, memories. And, and given that it was a mature-rated game, kind of makes me like, okay. Like, oh no. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but all good. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do think, I mean, obviously, uh, we have switched genres, so it's survival horror. Uh, and, and with that comes somewhat slower pacing into the overall experience. I do believe that for our returning fans of uh, earlier Remedy games, they will definitely recognize it as a Remedy game. Uh, there, there, there is a ton of like our atmosphere and, and, and feel that, that is just very much in our DNA and, and maybe even like cranked up all the way okay. to the max here. Okay. I like that great question coming in Mike, from Dan. Did you, did you ever play uh, Max Payne back in the day? I did. Me and my girlfriend played it. We were searching for a lot of batteries throughout. How, we had how fun. Were you playing Max Payne? Uh well, I mean, we just did it recently, so it's probably uh, Max Payne or Alan Wake. Ago. 
Uh, Alan Wake. Oh, Max uh, right. Payne. Yeah. Max Payne is a young kid. Oh, my God. Way too young. Way too. <laughs> below 18. Well, that's I, say, for I was sure. definitely, I think I played a bit late, so I might have been like 13 or something. But. I mean, those are great games. Those are pretty special. I remember being like, yo, this is edgy. <laughs> this is <laughs> this game has attitude. But yeah, I just started playing. I just played Alan Wake within the past three years, which was a ton of fun. You're, you, you are in a perfect spot to go. Almost. I'm feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. And kudos to you and the team for October release. I love scary games in October. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a yeah. perfect time for that one, no matter what. Uh, we have a couple of questions coming in right now. T.I. King writes in and says, is Jesse coming back? In, in, like, like, for sure, we are uh, we, uh, working on further control games. Okay. Uh, okay. Like, like that's, that's being worked on. Uh, and 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 what goes to Alan Wake to it being part of the Remedy Connected universe, uh, there are connection points to control. I I will leave this comment one way or the other about Jesse specifically <laughs> uh, unanswered. But but like as a you know somebody who has played Control and liked it, there will be things to be found in Alan Wake too for sure. Do you and the team enjoy making the connected universe? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like, you know, we we even even before we had the universe, like we 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 definitely loved putting Easter eggs in that are on on one level or the other references to previous games, and and I always felt that we can do more, like make it more integral and and kind of just get a ton more out of it, and and now we've been doing it especially now with Alan Wake 2. I like that. Bless and keep your eyes open for all those little uh, hints yeah, right there. Yeah, no, I'm excited. The answer excited me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, only Special Features became a YouTube member for two months. Thank you so much. Hey. AK, that Mario Rivera writes in and says, asking Sam, who are your favorite Twin Peaks characters? <laughs> it was nice to meet you at the last E3 2019. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice meeting you as well. Favorite Twin Peaks characters? Like, like I... I, I love the whole gallery of cast. Like it's it's such a rich uh, uh, group of characters. Like all memorable. Like with with uh, different larger than life personas. It's it's like it's it's wonderful. Uh, I, I'll go with the kind of expected answer and and say Agent Cooper. Though like yeah, good answer. Are you watching Twin Peaks? No, I've not seen Twin Peaks. Hanging out with Sam, do you think maybe you should turn it on? Maybe. What do you think? Honestly, like if I'm getting I, it, I, if Twin Peaks gets me more uh, of the remedy vibes, mm -hmm. then I absolutely love Twin Peaks. Really? Okay. Yeah. Sam, to list. yeah, if people want to get to know more of you, Sam, what do you like to watch? What are you currently watching? I know you're doing a lot of traveling right now, so maybe you're watching something on the plane. What is your go to right now? Yeah, I mean, um I that there are so many absolutely wonderful shows on streaming these days. Uh, you know, it's 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 almost overwhelming at times. Um, I I back in Finland, I, I most recent film I saw was Aki Kaurismäki's uh, last uh, film, uh, which which was lovely and very much in his style. Also, kind of quirky always. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, recent films that that stick to mind, like 
everything everywhere all at once like i absolutely love that film i like really really gorgeous uh and 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 well done uh yeah oh yeah i like that what have you been watching lately bless Honestly, I mean, I'm not, I've not been doing TV as much lately. It's been okay. video games for me. I've been a lot in of video games. Review hole, Mike. <laughs> okay, okay. Though, like, I have you seen Severance? I, yes. That, yes. That, that, yeah, I, I, I loved it. Yeah, yes. Severance is incredible. And, and 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 definitely like saw probably like like uh, some sources of inspiration. <laughs> yeah. uh, like uh, you're like these guys uh, play uh, control. Come, well, no, no, I'm I'm. I uh, not sure about that, but certainly <laughs> like where we were drawing our inspiration, I'm sure that they were drawing their inspiration similar. from similar sources yeah. as well. Yeah, loved it. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, Severance probably one of my favorite shows of the last. When did they even come out? I guess last two years. Yeah, incredible show. Have you seen Severance? No, Severance, Severance definitely seems like a Sam Lake joint. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, just thinking of that. That's wild. Uh, that's great. Cozy Bear writes in and says, "For Sam, if you could include one Remedy character as a fighter in the next Smash Bros." Who would you choose, and what would their move set be? Ah, uh, yeah, like I don't know. I, I, you mentioned Jesse just now. Like I, I, I would probably go with with Jesse and her launch telekinesis. It's mm. a good one. Yeah. What was the we- what was the weapon called in Control? Uh, um, the director's gun. Yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like that would make such a great item yeah. in Smash, or even yeah. like if you, that that's one of her abilities, just to bust out that gun and do the different kind of shit. Yeah, for sure. That'd be yeah. really cool. That'd be cool. I like that a lot. All right, great question there, Zach. A service weapon. Zachary yeah, writes right. in yes. and says, "Number one, thank you, Sam, for helping create one of my favorite games of all time. Oh, that's awesome. Number two, how was the decision made to push AW2 into a survival horror direction?" Yeah, it was just like, like uh, as said, the original one was an action-adventure game, and, and we, we do take feedback seriously. Like, like, back then, we were getting a lot of criticism that, that well, the combat is cool and all, but it, it gets a bit old along the way, that it doesn't really involve, and, and it's, it's a lot of the same enemies in the dark forest through it. So, so we wanted to address that. And, and, and also there was a lot of story ambition on interactive storytelling and how can we make mechanics out of that as well and go deeper with that. And, and then we were thinking about the solutions and, and, and just started thinking about survival horror where the pacing is lower, uh, where there are easily more exploration. All of that allows for more storytelling and, and using using gameplay mechanics for storytelling, but also there is less combat, there is more atmospheric build-up mm. for combat, there is more kind of strategical uh, uh, elements to the combat of resource management and, and limited inventory and what are you picking up and, and, and kind of like all of those things suddenly like uh, clicked into place and we realized that, well, maybe Alan Wake was always meant to be a survival horror game. What are some good survival horror games that maybe you and the team looked at recently to point out and go, okay, we like this direction, we don't like that? Well, Resident Evil games, uh, for sure, like the remake of 2 was one thing that we were playing a lot uh, uh, a bit earlier. Uh, But others as well, like like, uh, Resident Evil 7, say, uh, was 
interesting on 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 certain aspects of it uh yeah plenty i like that did you guys ever uh, after playing resident evil 7 um consider first person yeah i mean it, it always ends up being a discussion uh but but i i do feel that we stand by the idea of it's a story game and and uh like first person in some ways fits uh horror because you are closer to whatever yeah. <laughs> will jump at you uh but at the same time with our focus on character being at the center of it and and story being such an important part of it it just feels like seeing the character on the screen and and the character is kind of like part of the story and telling about the story and and it, it feels important to us. Yeah. Gotcha. Great question right there. That's why I do, Mike. Now we have a fun one. Okay. Dr. Terminus writes in and says, is Alan Wake a chocolate chip or a oatmeal raisin cookie type of guy? Uh, oatmeal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How about you? What kind of cookie you like? I'm, I'm unfortunately uh, can't deal with gluten. So, so. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not a cookie guy at okay. all. Okay. Is, is Sonic wow. going chocolate chip? Somebody here has to go chocolate chip. It's the better option. <laughs> sure. Yeah. All right, cool. We're making that canon now. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Yeah. They are very different as characters. Mm -hmm. and, and that's also part of the point in, in you know, half and half uh, in it and, and them having a very specific point of view into the events and what's going on and, and those differing from each other. We have a lot of questions coming in. So thank you to the kind of funny best friends audience for writing in. Triforce Power writes in and says, Sam, if you could sit down and talk with one other creative mind, who would you choose and why? Is there a dream dinner guest or a hangout time that you'd like? Yeah, I, I, I actually had this just like earlier. Oh, this, that's sweet. Uh, earlier, earlier this uh, summer, uh, I was at Tribeca Film Festival and, and we sat down with Mike Flanagan. The director, oh, uh, and and that's talk, a good one. Talked about Alan Wake, and and that's that's one to that I will wow. treasure and remember. That's awesome. Um, he he had played the original game. He he was very kind of like to the point on it, and it was a wonderful discussion. If, yeah. If you were ever to get, I'd say Alan Wake or any other Remedy franchise adapted to film or adapted to TV, do, is there a dream person you'd want to have work on that? <laughs> Yes, there are. Like, like it's, but but it's it's like like we we been like we are in the process of exploring Alan Wake mm -hmm. as as a show, and and no no real news. It gets surprisingly complicated quite early, like like fast because there are contractual things in 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 place and 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 all. Uh, but yeah, a lot of like like we look at it uh, from quite ambitious perspective that that if we ever end up making it we really really want to do something high quality and 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 there's been a lot of like interest on control in a in a similar vein as well that that it i i i think that the last of us was a great example mm -hmm. like it it really was a high quality show and and you know brought in people who had never played the fantastic game uh, at all and and it delivered that experience to them so so something like you know they need to be ambitious about it which makes it more difficult which makes it like yeah. take longer and and maybe not even happen so yeah makes sense tundra boy writes in and says 
Will Night Springs episodes make a return in AW2? Well, uh, if if you have been closely watching uh, material that we have already put out there, you might have glimpsed some posters advertising a new season of Night Springs. So I'll, I'll leave it to that. There like, you go. Yeah. Uh, Tyler writes in and says, Sam, what horror slash horror themed game would you say most influences or inspires Remedy's approach to developing your own horror game? Well, like like already touched upon Resident Evil uh, too, especially like on on some of the uh, feel of it. Uh, there are a ton of films that that we are drawing from. Some of them more horror, some of them kind of borderline horror, like like you know. Uh, FBI investigating gruesome murders like Silence of the Lambs is 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 right there. Uh, True Detective has this kind of a horror-esque vibe to it. Hannibal, uh, Twin Peaks, uh, David Lynch's stuff overall. Uh, folk horror stuff like like Witch or Midsummer. Uh, you know, coming to a community and and creepy stuff going on. Hereditary. Um, yeah, there, there, there is a ton. October's almost here. Scariness is, you know, scary, spooky seasons here. Are you a horror, like a haunted house type of guy? Have you gone into any scary communities and thought, I'm not making it out of here? <laughs> scary communities? <laughs> <laughs> What's a yeah. scary community like? Well, you know, you're out there yeah. in the middle of the countryside in Ireland, right? And all of a sudden you roll up and there's only like five houses. And you know it's going to be a bad time, right? Yeah, I mean, like, like I, uh, Troy, definitely, I, I, I feel, uh, in, in, like, even if it's set in the Pacific Northwest, uh, Alan Wake, also because there are similarities on, on some level to, to Finland and, and Finnish countryside, small towns, plenty of wilderness, like, like endless forests, uh, and, and, and. A lot of my childhood is like going out into the forest, uh, uh, and and especially when when fall comes and it's dark and and it's gloomy. That's that's part of this experience. That yeah, that's perfect. That's in there, and we are drawing from that. I, I I love thinking about how Miyamoto tells the story about like how he would go and hang out in his neighborhood and have like his own adventures, and that's how he came up with like Zelda. He's like, I want people to feel that level of adventure. I like the idea of Sam going to scary communities. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I want to give people this feeling in Alan Wake too. <laughs> Uh, we have a lot, so we're going to get to as many as we can. We have about 13 minutes left with Sam Lake here on the Kind of Funny Games Daily Post Show. I will ask as many questions as I can. I'm Awake writes in and says, huge fan of yours, Sam. I loved the OG Alan Wake LE bookcase on my bookshelf right now, the limited edition. Two questions. One, will Barry return in some form? And two, when will the thermos be purchasable? Uh, I don't remember the exact date, but, but this fall... Uh, for sure. Wow. Okay. Uh, and and um, Barry, yeah, like, like once again, not 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 kind of uh, opening opening things up, but but yeah, you you will get to understand what's going on with Barry, uh, one way or the other. Sorry, Tim walked in and stared at me, but like he doesn't know that I can't read his mind, so I have no idea what oh, he's yeah, doing, Tim. Sam. Someone's. 
Oh, October for the first of October. October. There first we go. Of October. Yeah. Okay, yeah. nice. I also thought that. <laughs> you said, I cleaned. Yeah, you both great <laughs> hair. Yeah, that's right. First of October for the thermos. There you go. Uh, let's keep it going right now. So here writes in and says, any chance of getting physical copies of Alan Wake Two, even some limited time after release? Well, the current plan is digital only. Uh, okay. So so that that is the plan as it stands. If if something else comes along, then obviously we'll we'll let you know. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's a great answer. Uh, Furry B Productions writes, "Hey Mike, I'm making a KF poster. Do you want glasses or not? Don't worry. Uh, yes, I would love some glasses. On oh, one, well, I mean, why are you not wearing your glasses right now? Uh, you know what? Sam was here, and I forgot my glasses because I was so excited to see him. And so they're somewhere back at the house. You know what I mean? It was a whole thing. It's like you wake up and you go, oh, my God, Sam Lake is coming to the studio, ladies and gentlemen. He's going to be dressed <laughs> so to the nines you're like, I don't and look so you. good. And I am saying I'm going to wear shorts and a nice black North face today because I'm excited. And that's what we wore today. Sam, what's some of your best suits? Is this your best one? What's your favorite suit? I guess I want to ask. Uh, yeah, I, I, this is kind of my armor now. I like I, 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 I do like to. Uh, put on a suit when whenever I'm I'm coming to like this kind of a great setup just to honor it. Um, I mean, you're, uh, you're doing a great job. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Is it, are you taking it to dry cleaning? Like, what, how do I get my suit to look this nice? Because <laughs> even when I dress up, like I never look this nice. Uh, it, it, it is a nice suit. Like, like I, I like there is a like in Finland, Helsinki based uh, tailor shop where where I go uh, and and yeah, they, they are uh, quality shoots. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you yeah. start doing, like, the waistcoat. I usually I skip it on the waistcoat. Yeah, I, I love a three-piece. Yeah. I like this kind of... It's really good. Yeah. Sharp. Yeah. Uh, fun one coming in from Alex says, Hi, Sam. Will, con- will Quantum Break be part of the connected universe? What was making that game like? I feel like the game doesn't get much love. Thanks. Mm, let's talk uh, about Quantum Break, because I played Quantum Break, and I like that game. Yeah, I, I, I liked making Quantum Break. Uh, Quantum Break is uh, an IP that we created for Microsoft. Mm-hmm. So the Remedy doesn't own Quantum Break. And, and, and thus, Quantum Break, obviously, is not part of Remedy Connected Universe. Wow, okay. Um, that, like, uh, and yeah, it, it, it was an interesting process. We went crazy with live action and had a full TV show inside the game. Uh, and and a lot of learnings along the way. Uh, as said, like proud of all of our games and very much proud of that uh, as well. Uh, it, through the years, kind of like I feel very fortunate and privileged to be able to kind of kind of take that kind of a candy store approach of like you know hard boiled crime story and okay let's let's do supernatural. Uh, horror-esque uh, story, you know, St- Stephen King-inspired. Let's do a time travel sci-fi, which Quantum Break is, and, and you know, all of these different, uh, you know, our version of it. So, so Quantum Break, for sure, uh, was exciting uh, to create. And, and a lot of, like, friends made along the way as well. Uh, Sean Asmore, wonderful actor, uh, coming back to work with us and we've we've like stayed in touch and we are friends with sean and and through the years talked like we need to work on something else together so sean is uh 
uh, in Alan Wake 2 as, as uh, Timothy Breaker, uh, a new Remedy character uh, coming in. Is, is, that, is that a thing that Remedy, I guess, sees themselves doing in the future in terms of, you know, you mentioned Microsoft has Quantum Break, um, Rockstar has Max Payne, right? Like, mm -hmm. how does that become a conversation of, hey, we want, we want to make this game with you guys. Who gets the IP? How do we split this up? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always a negotiation. And, and, and like we were talking about things going up and down. And, mm -hmm. and sometimes you feel that you, you, you can put down more terms. And, and sometimes uh, uh, that's, that's not possible. Uh, we are collaborating currently with Rockstar to do remakes of the original Max Payne games. Very uh, so so uh, uh, that that's being worked on. Uh, never say never on on something on Quantum Break uh, either, but not in the picture uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, currently. And 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 obviously, like from our perspective, it is a lovely situation to have uh, ownership on Control and Alan Wake and be able to kind of expand on them and. And, and put them into the same universe and, and keep uh, growing that universe. Gotcha. Only a couple more minutes left with you, Sam. This is so much fun. I don't want it mm. to end it. I know that the community doesn't want it to end either because I have a lot of questions. Aaron made you laugh, writes in and says, Sam, have you ever played No Man's Sky? Uh, yeah, I have. Uh, a bit of it. Not, not really kind of didn't, didn't went really deep in, but yeah, I, I did try it out. There you oh, go. Yeah. Is that Sean Murray? <laughs> why, why no Aaron Sky? Made, you know, just wanted to know. <laughs> just want to know. You ever played yep. it? Yeah. yeah. Sam, what, what are some of your favorite games of all time that aren't your own projects? Well, like, like I, 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 I was saying that, that story and role-playing uh, game experiences are close to my heart. Uh, if, if I go way back, which is a long time ago. And, and, and my love for role-playing games really started like, this was back in Commodore 64 <laughs> time, so ancient history, Ultima series was, was something mm. that, that, you know, I, I started playing Ultima 2 as a kid and, and didn't really understand it. Uh, and, and, and then to Ultima 3 and 4 and, and on, and those games really blew my mind. Like, there can really be a world, like obviously it's stick figure graphics back then, but it's, there, there can really be this kind of a world full of characters and, you know, all of that. And, and, and then I went on to play tabletop role-playing games for years and years and, and, and kind of uh, learned about designing adventures and writing stories uh, in, in uh, a lot through that. So coming back to more modern things, Skyrim and, and you know, D&D &D games, like, like I said, looking forward to diving into Baldur's Gate now. Uh, that, that's a big part of it. But also action-adventure games for sure, like, you know, your Half-Lives and Uncharted and, and, and Last of Us and all of that I do love. Yeah. A lot of great games. A lot, a lot of great, a lot of great games. games. Do you there. ever want to make an RPG? Uh, yeah. Letting Todd Howard have all the, all the fun right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like that, like that, that wasn't the kind of the uh, trajectory that that we went off with Remedy. Uh, but never say never. Like, like, like for sure. Yeah. Like, like uh, a, a ton of history involving 
role-playing games. So, so yeah, never say never. Please, I'd be so down for a Remedy Sam Lake RPG. <laughs> like a supernatural RPG. Uh, Residency writes in and says, thank you and the Remedy team for all of your hard work. I've collected all the literature for Remedy's games. Are there any plans for more books or content like Break Falls miniseries someday? Yeah, no, no, not at the moment, but discussions ongoing. So we will see uh, what what ends up happening. Uh, uh, it really the process of Alan Wake Two more than ever before has been to think about these different mediums, and and this goes to well, it's an Alan Wake game, and he's a writer, so we have plenty of. Uh, you know, manuscript pages from his novels uh, in there. Uh, there is also plenty of live-action content uh, in this game. There is plenty of custom music. It's it's more being just kind of this, like, how much of these different types of content can we cram in into this experience? And, and, and not a huge amount of bandwidth as of yet being left to think about uh, things outside. The game experience. We'll see. All right. Uh, I got. I got. Yeah, yeah. What's Remedy's relationship like with FMV and live action? Because that's the thing that's present in a number of your games now. Yeah. Right. And like even with Alan Wake too, you're we're seeing elements of FMV and stuff. Is that a thing that is that like a, a stamp for Remedy? Is that a thing that you guys would like to put in all your games? Well, like like uh, you know, Quantum Break went all the way. Yeah. A huge effort and and and. Uh, we scaled it back quite a lot for control, but it's there. Yeah. Like we, we started experimenting on stylization. So we have live action content blended on top of the game image for, for hotline visions with trench and things like that. And then we have our Dr. Darlings. Dr. Darling. Uh, I love Dr. Darling. And, and it was really, really fun. And that was kind of, I felt like, okay, this is a new starting point. We'll take this and start kind of evolving it. We, we have... Quite a lot of it, like, let's say, uh, full-length feature films, uh, uh, length of it in Alan Wake 2, wow, okay. but in fragments of many different guy kinds. And, and to me, the goal really, really was that how can we stylize and integrate it seamlessly into the game experience? So, so when... Alan Wake trapped in the nightmare dimension of the dark place, and it's kind of this dream reality. So, so we are slipping into certain live-action scenes where he is confused and what's happening. And 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 we we shot a number of like built sets in a studio that are one to one to our uh, game locations, and and shot footage uh, there. And 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 yeah, it's 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 kind of like I feel a new. Uh, refreshing start on how to use live action in the game. I, I, I hope it will prove to be something that people will get excited about. All right. Well, not much longer. You're going to get excited very, very soon. Of course, Thermos on sale October 1st right there. Sam, when is everybody going to be able to play the game? 27th of October. Get ready for that. Thank you to all the Kind of Funny best friends that wrote in during today's Kind of Funny Games Daily Super Chat post show. I'm sorry we couldn't get to them all, but we have to be very respectful of Sam's time. And of course, so much more fun coming your way over here at Kind of Funny. Of course, this afternoon, if you're watching live on Twitch, you don't got to go anywhere. And of course, if you're watching over on YouTube, please go on over to Kind of Funny proper right now, where me and the gang are going to get in the car and we're going to rank French fries. 
from all of your favorite fast food spots. So we're going to tell you who has the best French fry in the town in just a little bit. Until then, thank you, Sam. Thank you, Bless. Thank Have a you. wonderful day, everyone watching.